Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, folks. Thanks for listening to the Ace of Geeks podcast. Uh, this week, we're going into The Last Jedi for an entire hour. That's all we talk about. You're not surprised. Uh, it's going to be spoilers. Spoilers and more spoilers and then a side of spoilers. So, if you haven't watched the movie, go, go out the movie. immediately and watch this movie. But... Also, if you like the podcast and you want to support it, please, please, please go to uh, iTunes and leave us a review. Um, and we'll hopefully you'll find the podcast the and we'll re- read your name on the air. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you very much. Talk to you soon. We are wizards. We are crewmen. We are Jedi superhuman. Warriors fighting on the side of good. We are DMs. We are players. We are hardened undead slayers. Helmet archers roam the enchanted wood. We all pretend to be something, so why not pretend to be something interesting? Nerd on, my friends, nerd on. Keep it up and we can rule the world. Whatever you love is. Laser sword, laser sword, laser sword, laser sword. I can't believe he called it a fucking laser sword. I know, I love that. What are you, a 12-year-old kid on Tatooine? Yes, that's exactly what he's talking about. Uh, Yeah. uh, All right, well, Luke. Luke, he's like, you think I'm going to take this laser sword up and walk out um, and just save everybody? (laughs) (laughs) Or something like that. Something like that, yeah, well. So nothing happened this week, right? Not much to talk about. No. Uh, we can we can always uh, switch to being a sports podcast for a week. We should uh, we should talk Does about the scores. In I don't Does know. Why would I know? I realized something might get in our way. Oh yeah. I'm not really here. So <laughs> I'm going to go back and mention that we're spoiling the Last Jedi. Don't let me forget when we stop yeah. recording to go, go record a thing that says this podcast. We spoilers. should also you could just write on the things. I will, but, but also, I'm also going to in case because we people on the podcast app yeah. and they don't listen to their uh, like they don't read the description. They just say, "Oh, go on the next episode." We don't want the first thing they hear to be the twist at the end of the movie, Jarris. The twist that came almost exactly from. A new Jedi Order novel. Yeah, it was so similar That's to so Ryan many Johnson scenes. is one of us. He really very clearly oh, one okay. of us. Okay, okay, that guy deserves an award for that movie. I want to hug him. He, that was so good. Oh. If the last two movies made me feel like I, as a fan, was being given a pat on the back, like thank you for staying with us. I know it's been hard. You got this. This movie is <laughs> okay now. Boosh, are you ready? We're changing it up. <laughs> yeah. But also, I really like like if you, the things people have been complaining about are things like the juxtaposition between the very rich area and the rebels and the scenes coming back yeah. and forth. And the way I, I described that when I was talking about it before is that it's. You're supposed to feel uncomfortable. It's yeah. like having money and walking down San Francisco and seeing who doesn't. Yeah. yeah. You're supposed to be like, ugh. I, I don't disagree with people who say the Canto bite scenes. They don't, they don't, it's not that they feel out of place. It's not that they take me out of the movie. It's just that 
the rest of the movie is something different than those scenes. Yeah, those scenes, those scenes yeah. are scenes from a fun, snappy adventure movie for, starring Finn and Rose. And I was thinking to myself today, like, if that had been the whole movie, like, if they had done, if they had done, like, The Last Jedi, and if they had done Finn and Rose, a Star yeah. Wars story, like, I would probably have loved that movie. With it's just, Yes, BB-8. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Finn and Rose, and also BB-8. I'll tell you a story. BB-8 standing in as a slot machine and a cop uh, fighter. And later, a goddamn ATSD. Yeah, that's right. Oh, sorry, before I forget. Um, sorry, I know we're jumping off a whole other subject, but I want to hear what you had to say about that. But I, I, before I forget, because this was the question you had that I wanted to answer. Uh, okay. uh, Mei Ling was making a joke today about... Uh, why the fuck are there so many stormtroopers just standing around in the uh, the docking right. bay of uh, Snoke's ship? I figured it out. We're watching it today. They made everyone come to watch Finn get executed. Yeah, because, because he's, he's a stormtrooper who betrayed them, Which... and so that it's a way of saying this is what happens. Right. That, okay, I mean, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. I really like the the ineffectual, utter inability to hold his dignity that Hux had. While slapping Finn, because I think it shows his inability to understand people standing up to him. Yeah. And the way that they handled that, I think, played an incredible... <sighs> Fucking Finn really got into his own, this movie. Finn, Finn, this The last movie was the journey of Finn from, um, like, completely on the run from the First Order to... Willing to fight for when it's something he really believes in, like Ray. Yeah. And this movie friends. was his journey from willing to fight for his friends to the galaxy. Galaxy needs me. I must protect people. And when yeah. he does it, he went all the way in, which I think made a lot of sense because Poe did that exact same thing. Yeah. In the beginning of the movie. Well, except don't forget, he almost doesn't. It's Rose who keeps him from being a a person who just escapes on a pod. Well, that's why that's, that's why that's his journey of yeah. this movie. Because in the start of this movie, he's you know I will fight to the end, but only for Ray. Yeah, and exactly. at the end of the movie, he's I will fight to the end for everyone. Yes. yes. Let's talk about that friendship. Well, I was oh, yeah, Mila oh, had something to say, and so I totally sorry, cut her off like ten minutes ago. Uh, so BB-8 once again proves that droids are the MVP of every yeah. Star Wars story, yes. and basically the humans would be nowhere without them. They're smarter than everyone and else, they're stronger than everyone else. I mean, it was the enemy robot that fucking caught them. Okay. Okay. Yes, that's so, right. So, I think everyone else here knows this except for Melissa, and I just want to, want to hear her reaction to this. So that, that droid's official name is BB-9E. Um, okay. But his name, up until they came up with that, I think for like merchandise packaging, what everyone called him on set was BB Hate. <laughs> <laughs> but Sorry. the thing is, the puppeteering and the of the robot, the BB Hate robot, you could just imagine his little imperial hands clasped yes. behind yes. him, yes. with the you way know, walking he walks, and, and his eyes. And I wish his official military was to see the tilt, yeah. and the tilt of the head, and he made sure he was. First, the first yes, person yeah. out, yes. as if to say, "I, got you, I found you." Yeah, yeah. Well, and Mike leads over to me today and was like, "I will not take any chicaneries on my ship. <laughs> these, these shenanigans will end." That's what Jerry said to me. like, "I think I can see through a box, my stupid rebel." <laughs> Just oh my god, everything about and the. The First Order was way more characterized in yeah. this film, yes. I think, than the first So, one. the Dreadnought Captain was such was a good so character. Such a good character. Yes. We should have launched our fighters five, five minutes, minutes ago. ago. Well, because he was a smart person. Yeah. Right, and but he knew what was going had, on. He had to give in 
to the like stupidity yes, of, of, Pop, of Pop. Who and is so the, obviously only there because his dad was an Imperial. Like Hux has Well his dad a, built the Stormtrooper program. Yeah, he's and then Oh I did. Oh know yeah, that. so so um Brendel Hux, which is General Hux's dad, um, was mm-hmm. one of the first people who um uh, did the we're taking the Imperial assets out to the outer rim and we're gonna build something new. Uh, and so he was responsible for setting up the program um, that kidnapped and trained children to be stormtroopers. Uh, and so, so he's a he, when he recruited person. Phasma, he was like, oh, you're a ruthless person and a terrible person and a great fighter. You're going to train all of my stormtroopers from now on. Okay, can I also say I love how Phasma fought like a man. Yeah. She, oh. like, her stance was very strong, very, like, I don't fucking care that I got boobs and a vagina. I'm going to kill you. Like, because a lot of times when they have female fighters, it's a very like light and like, I'm acrobatic. She was like, I'm going to fucking stomp you. They you made her really read, work for her. You should really yeah. read Phasma, the book yeah. about her that like oh, goes into her past. It's, it's, it's pretty good. I like it okay. a lot. I especially like it because without going too far off the topic of the movie, which we're here to talk about, the framing device is so, um, this isn't too much of a spoiler. Um, there was a guy named Captain Cardinal, who's a stormtrooper in all red armor with a yeah. uh, who was um, uh, the original guy in charge of training. And when Hux, when Brendel Hux found Phasma, he stuck Cardinal in charge of training the kids and gave Phasma all the teenagers and adults to train. <laughs> and so at the beginning of the movie, um, uh, this rebel spy has gone to Phasma's home world to um, uh, try and find out information that the Resistance can use against her. Uh, and she's captured by Cardinal on his ship, and he is torturing her to find information he can use about Phasma. So the whole book is very 1001 Arabian Nights, where he's, <laughs> oh, he's telling him stories he wants to hear about Phasma in order to keep herself alive. It's a that's really interesting cool. oh, that's framing cool. device. Now, my question is, is Phasma just a bad guy? Do Okay, good. Oh, yeah. Because I hate ruthless. that when they take a female villain, and they're like, but really, she's just being manipulated. You can understand and why like, she is the way she is, but she made her own choices and got where she is. Good. I'm going to circle Good. around to the movie, okay. but yes. you know who was perfect for that in the EU? Is Zane Izzard was an incredible <laughs> yeah. female character who was imperial to the bone. And yeah. she did things in the X-Wing books that are like, we would consider them war crimes. Like, she yeah. did horrible things. And for her, it was always, well, I have to do this. These people are criminals. I am the only law that exists now. Yeah. yeah. This There's... is the only way I could do it. And you get that with these these remnant, the way that they come in and say you are war criminals in the beginning. You can tell they're already trying to increase their political power and change the narrative and say, no, no, the rebellion was this huge mistake. The empire will now continue to exist. That desire to be right is so present in their... Uh, their pathos. There's a character it. in the new canon. Uh, yeah, okay, her name is Ray Sloan. Who, yes, um, yes. Uh, is basically Izard to the point where I'm like, I don't know why they didn't just use Izard for this. Like, she's a female admiral of the Empire after the Empire falls. Well, trying to put saying Izzard was also like paper thin. That's true. She was not a complex character, That's and true. Ray and Sloan, Sloan is, is a very incredibly complex. complex. Yeah, yeah. but um, but no, like. I really, really liked that scene where she's fighting, going back to Phasma, Mm because, like, first of all, Gwendolyn, what's her face, is a statuesque woman. Yeah, she's tall. She's tall. So, I mean, like, 
that was just imposing as it was, but yet, I mean, she was fighting to kill him. Like, Which made the fact that her mask broke in the end, and we yeah. saw that hate in her eyes. Yeah, it was wonderful. was such a good detail. Yeah, it was so good. So, like, that made me really, really happy. And, like, um, also... I really like Snoke's guards. Yeah. Like, just aesthetically, and the fact that they had Ivy's chainsword from Soul Calibur, I was like, woo! This theater today was the biggest cheer I've heard so far at um, Ben's supposed turn back to the light that ended up not being. And it was really interesting to listen to that to be, because my reaction, like, literally, I, uh, I, I almost jumped out of my seat and like I, I think yeah. I said out loud, "Welcome back, Ben." Yeah, uh, did. So, so then to have it like ten minutes later, be like, "Nope, still I, shitty." I <laughs> really like that. Me too. I think it pushed. There's a central theme in this film. I think of letting go of your preconceptions and learn what you have learned. Exactly, <laughs> and I think that it's poignant that Luke and Ben were saying the same thing. But the reason why Ray doesn't side with Ben is she knows that he can only measure success by the destruction and the pain that he causes yep. others. Yeah. Where she knows that real letting go, like Luke was trying to teach her, means even letting go of your ego. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. can we talk about Luke? We can, um, but I had, I had something else I wanted to say about yeah. Ben first. Oh, no, Let's it wasn't about back. Ben. Um, it was uh, Snoke. Um there's a lot of people on the internet uh, who are really annoyed because they spent two years going, "Who is Snoke? What is the secret of Snoke?" Doesn't and in this movie, matter. he was just murdered like a chump. Right. And I think it, it's. It, I've heard I it described that. as a slap in the face to Force Awakens. I don't think it is. No. But what I think it is was Ryan Johnson realized that there's two ways he could go. He could have Snoke be the Emperor, and he could have him be this mysterious force behind mm. everything with a big secret behind him. Or he could make the most interesting and dangerous character in his trilogy the main villain yes, and hand the reins yes. to Kylo, which With, is such totally a more interesting choice. Disrupt the conflict between yeah. him and Hux and put it into what's probably in the next film may turn out to be Hux betraying Kylo. Oh, he's gonna because Hux, he's absolutely gonna make his move so, in the next movie, right? And the thing is, is that that is so much more interesting than what we knew about Snoke. And here's what I love about Snoke. He's not interesting. No. And he lasted exactly as long as he needed. And it felt like at that moment the film was saying it doesn't matter who Snoke is. Yeah. What matters just is like, what he did to Ben. Just like yeah. it doesn't matter who Ray is. No, it doesn't. I love so much. It doesn't matter at all. Yeah. People are still slinging theories. I know. There's a lot of people who are like, like no, maybe no, that's lied. not the right. He, he lied. She's but totally Luke's kid. We but like, no. know that she's not a clone not of Anakin Skywalker. Because she, he <laughs> asked her you know the truth and she admits it yeah. what she didn't want to believe and that legend that she touched on the legend of uh, Luke Skywalker from the first film this idea that maybe she is someone important because of who her parents are I think one of the coolest things is that in this film she reached out to the dark side and the dark side actually did something good for her yeah. and yeah. said listen dark side selfish so I'm going to tell you straight the only thing important about your parents is it's that you. they made you Yeah, yeah. that's it and I love yeah. that. And that whole yeah. scene, too, was so, so interestingly shot. It was shot. so well done. I'm not going to lie. When she went up to the mirror, I was like, oh, it's the mirror from Never Ending Story. She's <laughs> going to have to confront her true self. Oh! Yeah, no, like, it totally was. That, and that's... also, like, the luck dragon unicorn, Star Wars <laughs> yeah. unicorn things. Yeah. I was like... 
Somebody's a fan. So, someone's someone's mm-hmm. kind of pulling a little yeah. never-ending story in I here. I love that that scene, too, did not deal at all with how she got out. It just became a story she was telling Ben. And I think yeah. this movie did so much to connect them to the point where now I think we can tell why Ben needs needed her to join him. I, because he's fucking lonely and everyone treats him like shit. I have to give huge props to Daisy Ridley and Adam Driver. Because oh, yeah. unless those scenes were all green screen, they were not in the same room at all. They right. were the chemistry they like, put even in the same like location. Yeah, yeah. and the chemistry they put into those. It those was scenes, one of the coolest force effects it, it, I have ever it, it seen. Was, it got to the point where like um uh, you the, can feel uh, the chemistry. Yeah, yeah. and like uh, Ray, even though I had returned to not liking Kylo Ren by the end of the movie. Ray closing the door on him was heartbreaking because I was right. like, "There's still a connection there," and, and I understand. And now what she has the power but... to close it. Yeah, like that, uh, and mm-hmm. and that rejection of him, I just. Oh my gosh. So they have like dual parody now because both of them are without teachers. Yeah, that's and true. so they're going to be developing their mm-hmm. particular their sides. Yeah. Right. With their versions. Which I think might be a good thing. Let the past die. Can I hit you all? (gasps) Can I hit you all with a theory I came up with while talking online last night? So I was talking with. It's time for a Jerris theory. No, it's Jerris theory. Uh, All right, get out your corkboard, guys. (laughs) I am going to connect (laughs) Snoke to. No. There was a very serious YouTube video, super (laughs) serious, that was Snoke is Mace Windu. What? And it was no like 20 minutes, and I was like, way. no, it's not, guys. No, he's not. Now, Mace Windu is alive because there's <laughs> G-level canon, and then there's this, what's his name? And there's an OG G-level canon. Yes, that's right. <laughs> um, um, this is uh, good pun. This is good pun. I like thanks, it. Thanks, thanks. I try. Why am I blanking on his name? I love this guy who was in Django Unchained and almost everything else. Oh, Samuel Jackson? Like, Samuel Jackson said... He does not see any reason why Mace Windu would have died from that fall. And in his heart, <laughs> Mace Windu is still alive. And when I heard that, all I remember is thinking, you know what? You're right. Fuck you, George Lucas. This actor will tell you this character story. Well, that's how he got a purple lightsaber. Yeah, that's was, right. Lucas, my lightsaber's purple. And George was like, they really don't make purple lightsabers, and my lightsaber's purple. Okay. <laughs> And that's when I think they started changing up more of the colors in that film, yeah, too. In yeah. the first one, it was mostly blue. So, I I actually noticed a detail today. Snoke hmm. has a ring that looks like a black kyber crystal. Really? It does. On his You're hand. Right. Interesting. So, I was like, maybe that was his focus? And like, yes. I really want to know, because, like, okay. I've got a fan. I, now that I, and I don't want them to spend any more time on Snoke in the movies. I want episode no, nine yeah, to be, Ray, I want episode nine to be the, uh, um... Uh, what's, the word, what's the word for aromantic? Huh? What's the word for not romantic? Uh, the platonic polycule of uh, Fe- Ray, Finn, Poe, yes. and, and Rose uh, going on a match. Jesus adventure. Christ, Finn, you are a magnet. Yeah, like, okay. Yeah. But, like, okay, for yes, great. We've established all these characters. We've separated them, you know, for this movie, and that made perfect sense. Next movie, keep them fucking together. JK. Yeah, get some. I will, I will we really you. need some more character moments between them. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't believe that Ray and Finn, that Ray and Poe hadn't met until the last five minutes of this right. movie. I, I was like, what? 
That would be like if uh, Luke and Han hadn't met. Yeah. yeah. Oh, something else not related to my theory. You know what I fucking loved about Poe in this movie? What? He was so perfect in the last movie. He was literally perfect. Yes. They tore him to bits yep. and let him change to the point where, yeah. in the end, Leia was treating him as more of a leader because he fucking started making good decisions. Yeah. Yeah. That no, was he incredible. Grew, he grew a lot in this movie. And, like, I almost felt like Finn was trying to be... Poe. Yes. At the end, when he's like, "Well, we gotta just go and fight," and right. Poe's like, "Hold now, hang on, hang on, kid. <laughs> let let me pull a layer here." So anyway, force theory. Okay, force okay. theory. Um, I have some force headcanon to lay down. The reason too, but... why I think the Force awakened in the last film is because in it meant that a new generation of people had awakened right, to the right. Force, and I think we saw that. And then there's all this importance about, you know, who are these people? Does Rey have a backstory? And we find out, no, she's a normal person. I think this movie did a really good job of cementing what it was that was wrong about the Jedi Order, and I love to death that Luke verbally laid out what was fucked up about the yep. Jedi. And to say the, to say said, the Jedi, light will die if the Jedi die, that is vanity. Right, like, yeah, exactly. absolutely. That's perfect. They were arrogant, they let this happen, uh, yeah. they did horrible things, we, we and then about... he says, so did I. Yeah. And that was amazing, mm-hmm. to see him Failure take that sort of humility. Of I know. And so when I first saw the movie, I thought, oh man, here's Yoda coming to show up Luke and prove he's wiser. But I'm like, now that I see it again, I realize, no, he was agreeing with Luke. Yeah. He was saying, he your was first admitting. instinct yeah. is right. In fact, you were right to come here. You were right to destroy this, and you're right, the Jedi need to yeah. end. Because the Jedi take people with Force abilities, they absorb them into themselves, they give the uh, Force-specific, society-derived action. Yep. People with Force abilities do only what the Jedi, who are connected with the Republic, think they should do. The Force is out of balance. It doesn't belong to everyone. Well, remember that big prophecy about how the the this is the one to bring balance to the Force? Yeah, he was the one to bring balance to the Force because the dark side was squashed out. Well, so, and yeah. wiping out the Jedi was actually very good. Not because the Jedi were evil and deserved destruction, but the system that they existed in was holding the Force back. My, my argument has always been... I don't think Anakin was the chosen one. Because I don't think bringing the dark I side agree. to power was bringing balance to the Force. I think Luke is the chosen yeah. one. Um, because, and, and originally I was like, I think he's the chosen one because he, you know, uh, found a new way to restart the Jedi in a more balanced way. But now seeing this movie, I actually doubly think he's the chosen one because he chose to let go of that conflict. Yes. That's and, true. I can yeah. see that more. And more, yeah. he lets go of the um, eternal conflict of Sith versus Jedi, but he also... Like, his first instinct to destroy the books, I'm really glad the Force came in and said, no, you're right, because there is nothing in those books that the people who have Force powers don't already have. You know the have. books weren't destroyed, right? What do you mean? They're on the right. You can see them in the last shot. When Finn opens a drawer to take a, a blanket oh, out for Rose, the books oh, are in the drawer. What? Yeah, I, Ray I stole thought them. those were closed. Nope, Rose stole the books. <laughs> That's amazing. So when Luke was going up there to burn everything down, so when Yoda says that there is nothing in those books that, that she, doesn't, she doesn't already have, he, she has the books. Oh my God, he knows. <laughs> Basically, oh. Yoda is just like. <laughs> this movie is goddamn amazing. So what I love, we're talking about the Yoda scene, which is my favorite scene in the whole movie. I cry every time I watch it. Yeah. One of the things that I love the most about it is so. Okay, this is a, a roundabout way to talk about it, but every time we go to Disney World, we go and watch the uh, um, 
the Jedi Academy show, which is mm-hmm. uh, it's bullshit that I can't participate in. But Disney, now we have a get child. Get on that shit. I'm not going to just live vicariously through my child. You were going to put me on stage, and I'm going to fight Darth Vader, goddammit. Uh, but anyway. Um, the uh, adult life show. Yes. You can put it on after, like, ten. Like, one of those nights where the park closes late. Just let adults do it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Jedi Night Show, Jedi Master Show. There you go. Um, yeah. But the uh, uh, but to the end of the, at the end of the show, uh, you know they have Jedi Night voice. Show, Jedi Night <laughs> Show. <laughs> but at the I'm end of the show, they have saying. Yoda come on over the speakers and be like, you know, these kids are true Jedi now. You've passed the test. You've begun your training. Has and I always tear up because like it's this this really magical moment and these kids get to hear from Yoda. But like my thought, well, and my thought, and this is where I'm going with that actually. Um, my I had a connection with Yoda when I was a kid. I loved Yoda as a master when I was a kid. But as I saw him through the prequels and the Clone Wars, I really lost a lot of love for him to the point where when he popped up when the first time I saw this movie, my thought was, oh, not him. Because Yoda in the prequels and the Clone Wars is... Kind of an arrogant. arrogant. Yeah, he's arrogant. He's, he's doesn't he ignores the plight of the clones. He, he, yeah, he leads armies into battle instead of like trying to figure out another way. Like, there's a whole thing about Yoda that I have so many problems with. But by the time you get to Empire Strikes Back, that Yoda has been broken down by his own conflicts mm-hmm. with the Force and his own admitting of his own failure. And that's, and that, that's the Yoda we got in yes, this movie. The, the, the crazy little man who will have lightning strike a tree and giggle about it. Like, <laughs> the, thing, the thing I have with Yoda, because I didn't, I, I didn't like Yoda from the originals, mm. because I thought he, he was leading Luke in the wrong direction yes. with revenge. And he I was. Agree. And he was vengeful, and he was pushy, and I was, and I still think that do it or not, there is no try is such bullshit. Stop taking advice from Muppets, people. There but, is actually a rewrite on, of that on. phrase you might like. Keep going. Can't. Please. No, I forgot it. Oh. Uh, Thank you, you for interrupting me. So the thing about Yoda. <laughs> you were talking about Yoda. You don't like Yoda. He's pushy. He uh, uh, vengeful. He was vengeful, and I, I, I had never liked him, and so. I, I missed the Clone Wars. Like, I didn't see the last, the third yeah. movie. It didn't, and then apparently it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, so this for me, that scene where he shows up and laughs and, and admits failure yeah. and his own failure, that to me redeemed the character. Yeah. To me. It was Absolutely. very Yoda in yeah. Empire, although he's much better and although he's grappled with his own failure, he's still not there. For because, him, yeah. it's all about taking out the um, he's, he's still Yeah, he's still, you know, when Luke is like, I can't kill my father and both Obi-Wan and Yoda are like, well, you have to, uh, yeah. then they've both failed. And I think yeah. Yoda seeing Luke succeed by embracing the true nature of the Jedi and throwing down his lightsaber and refusing mm-hmm. to fight probably taught him a valuable lesson that he then took to this meeting with Luke 30 years later. Yeah. One of the things I really liked about that scene is the way that he he really validated what Luke wanted and what Luke learned, but more than that, said the thing that you did wrong is you didn't pass on your failures Mm-hmm. By which I mean my failures. Yeah, you yeah. kept doing what I was doing, and I—that's why I think that the Force awakens to a whole new generation, like that kid in the end who can uh, pull Love the casual uh, Right. <laughs> I the love Force that. awakens because it's no longer stifled by a system of tradition yep. that has a specific honor-bound uh, vengeance cycle to it. Yeah. Well, and also like. If you think about it, the idea of seeking out Force-sensitive children, taking them from their environment, from their families, training them is actually 
no better right. than the first order stealing does. them yes. to make them into stormtroopers. Yes, yes. that's exactly you know, right. So think... it, it's it's really interesting, and also like part of what I love with these new movies is they're moving away from the fact that one, it's a dynasty. Yeah. yeah Two. God. They haven't mentioned midichlorians or yes. anything like that. So they made the and force way anyone. more mysterious. In well, this and and that I totally agree with you, babe. The bomber um, gunner at the beginning, oh, yeah. she totally taps in. Like Paige was absolutely a nascent force user that didn't realize it until those last moments, and, and Finn, may have never realized it. And but. Finn may well be uh, as well, for all we know. I think one of the things that this movie touches on that I think Luke said really well is that the force does not belong to the Jedi. No. The no. force isn't a power the Jedi have. The force is life. Everything that's alive that has it. description that Rey gives of the force when she's meditating is one of the most beautiful it's so things. Oh, it's yes. so perfect we for what the force is. We wanted balance to yeah. come into this and it did. And by balance, but not... we don't mean Grey Jedi bullshit, internet. We don't mean, you don't, no, you mean don't. Because when the internet says Grey Jedi, what they mean is... Well, I don't is, mean edgelords. What, yeah, what they, what they mean is they want the ability to murder people and still say they're Jedi. <laughs> Can you chase the cats away from the tree, darling? I'm thinking more like, I thought that it would be a balance between, say, uh, Dark and the Light, Kylo yeah. Ren and her. But what he pointed out is the real balance is in between ego and non-ego. Yeah. The Force is all life. It'll always be here. We can't stifle this by creating another Jedi Temple. Um, and I, I gotta say this again. The thing I've always loved about Luke, the thing that matters the most to me about him is in the end he proves the old Jedi wrong through altruism and they don't fucking fuck with that in yeah. this movie. He yeah. never gets violent. He defends himself against Rey, but he never overpowers her, even when he could. He goes into a fighting situation only pretending to fight yeah. because Luke Skywalker knows you don't need violence one to of my, end evil. One of my coworkers was upset with this movie because they were like, well... After all that, Luke didn't get to be a badass. And I was like, oh, yes, no. he did! Oh, no. He didn't get to be a, a badass. On a remote space. I know. I know. Like, well, they were, they were like, pissed Luke. I know. They were like, they were like you know, um, if he'd actually like been there and like re re reflected all those labors for, lasers for real, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Do you like, know anything about Star Wars? Like I'm the, so sorry to say that because you're and that guy is actually... Uh, a person that I really like, but like I get what you mean though. The thing that Luke represents here and what made it so beautiful that he was just an image, it was just an illusion, is that for for Luke the heroism was his legend, and he decided to use that legend as a weapon against them to make them pay attention to him, to make Kylo pay attention to him, so everyone else can yeah. get away. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's it's. it's that was so heroic, and I love that. I mean, I'm sad. And apologize. Yes, he apologized yeah. to Ben. Yeah, that was so powerful to admit fault. Yeah, I wonder if when they met, Obi Wan Kenobi had looked Vader in the eyes and said, "You are this way because I made you this way, yeah. and I'm sorry." Well, because oh Obi Wan could never why... admitted that. Obi Wan was far too into that his own ego. That's why Clone Wars is just. So good. The t yeah. the TV show yeah. is so good because you see Anakin's fall, and, and like you see, what you see kind of the the yeah. lead up and like the moments that like if he had just had someone to be like, 
it's okay to feel. Yeah. Yeah. He probably and if had he he continued fucking up, like actually, right. like banishing Ahsoka, like that's the, right. probably one of the biggest tipping points for him. That, would, the, that uh, would just be so cool, though. The Jedi, oh, yeah. especially Obi Wan, are all about focus. Focus, Anakin. Pay attention. Focus. 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 In the original trilogy. Obi-Wan's gotten a little wiser. He tells Luke to reach out with his feelings. Yeah. I think by empowering Luke to pay attention... Not, not with to, his hand? You're right. <laughs> by empowering Luke to reach out with his feelings, I think they started a theme of trusting in the whole nature of the Force. Yeah. Even the dark side, which is selfish, will tell you that you want your father. You don't want to kill him. Yeah. Will tell you that everyone deserves compassion. Um, will tell you that your own selfish perspective is right. And through that, Luke balances between his what he believes to be right and his instincts. And sometimes his instincts are wrong, and his altruism wins out. And sometimes his instincts are right, and the Force is like, no, Luke. It's cool. Destroy it all. Yeah. They don't need it. Yeah. Yeah. So good. I, I was saying to Mei Ling, I don't think they'll do this in the next movie. Mm-hmm. But I really want there to be, if it's not in the movie, like a book or something about... Ray going and learning as much about the Force from as many different teachers as she can, like Jason Solo style. Yes, like just just like yes. finding finding like you know uh, a night sister and learning about magic from her, and like right. finding uh, you know Ahsoka. Monk Ahsoka's probably still around somewhere. They're not gonna kill her off. Just just go train with Ahsoka for a while. There was a bit where when Ray and when Ray's bad. training in front of the rock, where she spun her right lightsaber around into oh, her hand, yes. and I was like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was totally like, Aww. that was that that was kind of like a little sad though. Yeah. I, I, it's been, I feel like I should have mentioned sooner, and I think part of the emotion of that scene makes it hard to apprehend this, but the EU did a totally really good. No, I mean, at, like to grab, to grapple with. Oh, okay. Um, the EU did a really good job of saying Leia is Anakin's daughter as well. Her powers are different, but she deserves that recognition oh my God, and they scene. finally give it to her and when they hint in the first movie that she has feelings they finally justify them and point out she's fucking powerful yeah yeah and she can survive being blasted into space into because she's a space. goddamn force user and like uh, to do what she did requires one self-healing yep total uh telekinesis and the ability to um, learn really quickly. Yeah, and to learn, like I am so impressed. But more than that, I feel there are so many moments in the new canon where I feel like I am given a pat on the back for being an EU fan. Yeah, mm-hmm. like there are so many ways in which they're like, we know that you want this, and it's not going to be the same. But here you go. Yeah. yeah. Well, well give me Mara that. Jade. Yes. And the Emperor got mentioned. Oh, did it? Yeah, it's a phrase that exists. The Knights. Um, in... Fuck. In Rebels. Oh, okay. It got mentioned in Rebels. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I kind of wanted the Master Codebreaker to be Hondo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or just to see him, you know, like, in the background yeah, or yeah. something like that. I, I just... I, I felt like Hondo would have been there, but then I thought about timeline-wise, and I was like, he'd be really fucking yeah. old. I, I wish well, that... I hope live like 170 yeah, years. That's true. Yeah. I hope that um, 
there's more to DJ than just that one set of scenes in this in this Me movie. Me too. And like, he I, was an incredibly powerful character in how he shaped it. Yeah, even though Benicio del Toro was snacking on the scenery as hard as he could. Oh well, yes, I and mean, I loved it. Oh. So was Andy Circus. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like, but that's Andy Circus's job. He Snoke, lives on scenery. Like, uh, your helmet, take it off. And I know he's only saying that because the Sith are about abuse. Yeah. And yeah. you have to sharpen the blade of your uh, apprentice until, until they kill sharp you. enough to kill you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Which he does, but... Oops. Fucking... <laughs> you can't complain that your, uh, your apprentice is a goddamn drama queen when you live in the room of red blood <laughs> with fans that chop you up. I wonder when he created that if he thought, well, the Emperor fell down a shaft. If that happens to me, I want to go quick. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. <sighs> or I was thinking, like, he needed moistness oh, in yeah. the air because, because of his yeah, exactly. condition. Yeah. Okay. okay, so here's something that I've what never figured it? out on three viewings. No I, ha- I have a theory. So on three, three viewings, I haven't figured this out. Hmm. Uh, the uh, Kylo kills Snoke. Yeah. They pulls the lightsaber, Ray grabs it. The two of them start fighting. And then the guy goes into the tube. Yeah. And then suddenly everything's <laughs> on fire. And I don't know where the fire started. So the fire happened... Um, I actually looked for this. So there's one point where I think either Finn... Or, or I'm sorry, uh, Kylo or Ray chop off like one of the limbs of the guards. But, uh-huh. And you know how sabers cauterize? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's on fire. And oh, their clothing It's actually fabric. It's uh, not yeah, a all wall. The red it's fabric. Is fa- you can see it in the end once gotcha. it's come down. Yeah, that's so, black metal behind. Yeah, so... Yeah. No, it's uh, glass. Oh, is it it's glass? Window. Window. Oh, yeah. okay. So that's... Okay, that's so lot, those are all so. curtains. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they the Oh my man. god, he's a vampire <laughs> LARPer. Well, look at what he was wearing. He's in a gold robe. I really like that he did it. He's a prefers to be in a dark room with red curtains. Never see him. Never, ne- him. never, never see him smile. Emotionally abusive. Uh, were we roommates with this guy in college? Oh God, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> he was a lot like him. You know what my Snoke theory is? What? I really and I want this because I think it'd be the most interesting thing to do with the character. I really want Ezra to be Snoke. No! No! Why does everyone hate Ezra so I much? I don't hate him. I think he's way more interesting evil because no. he's no. not a very good person. He's a good person, whatever. I like he's Ezra. Why be... am I the only one who likes Ezra? Because he's growing up. He's yes, a that's child. True. He's a kid. That's true. And he's Dude. learning from Chopper, who is he's... a... Mass murder. He's book five Harry Potter right now. Yeah, that's okay, true. where you just want to kind of like smack I think he's him more, I mean, he's a, like last season was book five, but he's like book six ish now, but yeah. Yeah, he's coming out of it, but I mean, like, he, he did kind of have his little like emo moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Snowy, you okay, Benjamin? I'm just watching the guy. He's just freaking out. Did, but, is there any other aspect of this film we have not yet covered? Oh, so many, I'm sure. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, Space unicorns. (laughs) So I have a theory that those horse creatures, um, the reason why kids are the handlers is because they feed off innocence or they sense innocence. Oh, like they're calmed by children? They're calmed by children, so they're space unicorns. I could see that. They had (laughs) an almost sentient look about them. I thought it was more like every one of them has, every every one of those stalls has like a homeless kid in it. They were like, here, you're gonna have a job. Yeah. Yeah. 
something like charity I, by throwing you in this thing and whipping. I you. really yeah. liked Kanto Bite because I think I really like the social message of wars don't happen by themselves. Yes, people profit off of this. Yeah, Both and sides. that they destroyed. Like they went through it. That Rose got her wish was so meaningful yes. to yeah. me. Yeah. That scene was so good. It was. It was. I loved it so much. I just didn't like it as much as the rest of the movie. Either. No, yeah. I could, it certainly had a very different speed, but I kind of needed it because the rest of the I movie think, was so goddamn fast. I think for me, the, the, what would have really helped the can- mm. Canto Bite not feel as disjointed uh, is if... Because when they left, they were like, okay, the thing has 18 hours of fuel left. And they had one scene, and they cut back to Canto Bite. Six. And they were like, six. Well, so they started with 18, okay, and there was yeah. one scene, and then it was six. And yeah. then the rest of the thing somehow took place in six hours. I was like, if you had left and said... We have seventy-two hours of fuel left. That would, and then sense. as that the scenes went on, a like a lot more sense because yeah. that's what I was thinking too. I was like, "This is all taking a really long time." Yeah, you yeah. Know? I think they might have been trying to ease back from J.J. Abrams' complete lack of understanding of how spatial dimensions work, <laughs> because for him, light speed is just a magic closet you walk into and walk out of somewhere else. Yeah. Oh, speaking of. Going into light speed. Oh my god, Amelin, I love you so much. Oh, oh, okay, that was, that was so such beautiful. a cool I am so glad we read the Leia book before yes. we saw this movie. Okay, well, here's the thing. Oh, she she's in it. She's, so she's Leia's one of good, she's one of Leia's well good friends when she's a kid. Yeah. And so you meet her in the book. And also, they become rebels together. Leia so finds right. out about the rebellion by accidentally following her dad to Crate, the place where they were at the end of the movie. So they discover so that place. That's actually the first rebel yeah. base she ever went to. Yeah. That is where they have their So it's stand. a secret they hold in common. And so that's why she's kind of like... Yeah. And that's why she's oh, keeping wow. it secret because only she and Leia know about it. Everyone oh, else wow. who knows about it died in um, in that command center. Which I'm not sure I totally agree with. I think you probably could have told Poe, especially yeah. to prevent him from yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There were some things about his fight with Haldo that I think were not painted in such a way that they were entirely necessary. I thought she was going to be a mole. Yeah, I, I can yeah. see that. Turn them in. She looked kind of evil. Yeah. Like, but the thing is, is <laughs> All that people what's hair, interesting <laughs> about her character <laughs> as was written in the book didn't really come out until the end when you realize the big picture. And it was cool that she had a big picture um, that she was working on but before that time, she doesn't act like Holdo from the book at all. No. And she's nigh unrecognizable. Um, but that thing in, she does in the end is very her from that book. Yes. Yeah. And it was also such an incredible... That, that's such an EU moment. Because in the EU, with so many people writing it like space-hard military sci-fi... You never see ships ramming into other ships. They're too expensive. It's too hard to replace them. And when they do it, it's a huge moment. So yeah. And they really made it. They milked this. And I every every it. time I watch that scene, right before she punches the button to go to light speed, right through the other ship, mm-hmm. the thought that hits her by head is traveling through hyperspace isn't like Dustin Cross, kid. Yeah. <laughs> every single time. I do want to know. It's still a mystery how they track them through light speed, isn't it? No. No. So, um,. I missed that then. So, in the original trilogy, um, in fact, in the original movie, they can track anyone through light speed provided they have a tracker on them. 
what okay. this is is just a much more complicated tracker. So um, there's two things about that. Uh, there isn't an explanation beyond just the technology got better and they figured it out. It's okay. not like a mystery to that. Mm. Okay. And um, there's the um, apparently, and I don't remember this, but I was I was told this on the internet. No one ever lies on the internet. Uh, <laughs> apparently, if you watch Rogue One. Um, as they're flipping through the projects that they're working on at the oh. Death Star thing, one of the things is hyperspace tracking. So, oh. Yeah, that's right. You're right. That would make sense. Um, that actually, and I think I, it makes sense also in that it put the two characters with a, the most amount of um, engineering knowledge together, and I th it backs up what makes uh, what do you call it? what makes Finn so cool. Finn's powers in the um, in the miniatures game is that he can use any weapon and any vehicle. Yeah. And I think um, they really play on that uh, idea here by showing that his knowledge of modern weapons is incredible. Yeah. He's, they don't let him fly a, a TIE fighter, but he could work anything as long as it's modern. And pairing him up with Rose was excellent. I'm not quite sure why Rose fell in love with him, save for the fact Boyega is super hot. I have a feeling... I have a theory mm -hmm. that an executive at Disney said Finn needs a girlfriend. This because, is getting too gay. Because, <laughs> they, because they saw all of the ships and how much the fans wanted uh, Finn and Poe to be all up in each so other. Bad, and so they were bad. like, Ryan Johnson, your directive from on high is to give Finn a girlfriend. And he was like, fine, I guess. Well, and yeah, because I totally agree with you. Like, I, I was totally digging like Rose up until the point where she's like, you save what you love. I feel, I you know, feel, and I was like, I feel oh, like, no. I feel like the dying no, part, I didn't she didn't like, die. She no, tried didn't. to die. Right, exactly. no. And feeling like maybe she did, that broke my heart, realizing that she didn't help. But I actually really like that line. I like that line. I, I thought feel it was like a it, really I, good message. I feel like it wasn't delivered well, and I don't think that's Kelly's telling Marie Tran. No, I no. Think, I think, and, I think Ryan could, uh, something happened where they didn't have enough time to make that scene as good, that, that particular scene yeah. as good as it could have been. I, I don't know what happened. Probably the, the editing, because they were trying to shove so much in there. And yeah. if we can yeah. put, I mean, time for some uh, for some spotlight here. Uh, Marie? Kelly Marie Tran. Kelly Marie Tran? Oh, my oh God. God. She was so adorable. adorable. This is like her first big movie. Yeah, she's, she's never been in it. This was incredible. Yeah, she what did. she like in that first scene, she made me believe instantly that that yeah. was her sister. I knew it. Oh yeah. And yeah. the moment she realizes that Finn That's is going to do that thing, like she's like, it doesn't matter that you're my hero. We I'm have studying. a job. <laughs> yeah. We need to do this. Yeah. I love that. So I have to tell you guys was very well a written. funny story, <laughs> uh, which we heard uh, yeah. from my friend Phil yesterday. So my friend Phil um, still works for GoPro. Um, one of the few that are left in those, oh. those hollowed, empty halls. Uh, no, they're actually doing pretty well as a company now, I guess. But um, yeah. uh, he, he was talking to a guy for a conservation video they were going to shoot. Um, and the guy um, really wanted to come and see the office and talk to people about the shoot and stuff like that. And so um, they booked a time for him to come up, but the only time he was free was a Saturday. So Phil came into the office on a Saturday to meet them. And the guy was like, oh, I'm bringing a friend of mine, too, um, from L.A., because she wanted to come up and see the city. Mm -hmm. um, and so she get, they get there... And uh, he introduces uh, Phil to his friend Kelly. Now, <gasps> Phil has been specifically avoiding spoilers, <gasps> oh! so has not seen any trailers. So or he doesn't the movie. So know. He has no idea. And so they're spending the whole time. She sees a Pacific Rim thing on his desk, and they start talking about John Boyega and about how great an actor he is and how wonderful a he person is he is. Damn good. And 
Phil in his head is like, yeah, we're having a conversation about a celebrity we both like. Um, and then they, uh, they they start talking about like Star Wars stuff, and then they have like they go they go and have breakfast, and there's a whole long day. And then she casually mentions that she has to go to London for a couple of months for work, and Phil's like, oh, that's cool. And the the guy that was there to meet Phil was like. So, uh, tell him what you're doing. She's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm in the new Star Wars. That's how I know John. And Phil was like, what? <laughs> well, no, no, she but was like, of but, course but, you but are. But in his head, he was like, oh, she's probably, like, you know, like a minor part in, like, one of the background things and something like that. Because, again, he's not seen any trailers. Oh, she has no idea. Can you hit that? Yes. That's my drug alarm. Really um, anti-anxiety. Uh, he uh, it still has no idea. And so they have another you know lovely conversation, and then they're leaving. And she, he was like, "Yeah, well, you know, uh, good luck on the movie. Uh, I'll try and look for you when I see it." That that's, that's the last thing he says to her. And then like after she leaves, he sees the poster. And is like, "Oh, oh, God. fuck." <laughs> <laughs> she was. She is a precious soul. She is. Well, I've seen like, pictures of her crying on the red carpet to yeah. someone cosplayer. Yeah, and hugging that person, yeah. pulling them out of line. Yeah, she is so cool. But what Her sister was what so I also cool. love about the character of Rose, she is your feisty little Asian package. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like, though she be small, she be mighty. You know? <laughs> like, very, I just love her, like, dragging fit. Yeah. To what was useful to them in yes. Canto Bite super quickly. Yep. Yeah. She was an ex. I she, love that scene because we get to see her, and she is yeah. such a great character. Yeah. I, um, uh, what was I going to say? There, there's one thing that's speaking, this reminded me, talking about Kelly, um, and the fact that, you know, we've got such good representation in Star Wars now, and it's awesome, but, um, I was noticing something in the movie. At least twice, I noticed there was an Asian guy, and there was, um, a either Southeast Asian or Indian guy in the First Order troops. And I yeah, was like, a few times. why are you working for space racists again? <laughs> because humans good, aliens bad. Oh, I see. I Ray, see. Ray Sloan is black. That's true. I, I think that um, the diversity we see in the resistance is a, what in politics they've called a dog whistle. They're trying to indicate what we understand as diversity. Dog whistle is usually a negative term. But That's yeah. true. But like a signal. Yeah. yeah. Um, and of course they have more aliens and like the only alien that works I wish there the were more Empire. aliens from the original trilogy in these movies. Yeah. yeah. They, keep, they keep inventing new aliens and I'm like, great, but there can also be a Twi'lek there. Right. Right? Like, they're such a cool species. But the porgs. Porgs are funny. I thought up until he milked them that those things that gave blue milk were sentient. <laughs> and when he leaned over, it's like, why am I looking at alien titty? This is Star... I oh, oh, that's a pack animal! I well, it looks very comfortable. <laughs> yeah. And the way that he like gives her that look, like, you're yeah. not going to keep me from enjoying the only thing I love here, <laughs> this blue milk. Blue milk. Just it's like my aunt dare. used to make. Yeah. <laughs> the way that he hunts for fish, too, through force sensing. It just, ah. Yeah. Well, no, so he cool. wasn't using the force then, because he was still cut off from the force. Oh, that's true. Wow. Yeah. His timing's incredible. Yep. I think he's had a long time to practice. That's true. There were a few years there where he didn't eat much. There were a few years where he was like, well, the last Jedi is going to die by starving to death. Came here to die. That's good. I bet the uh, <laughs> the uh, caretaker natives probably giving him food. He's like, they no, were I'm here to die. And they're like, eat this, eat God this, damn it. Eat this. You're a Jedi. Eat. Oh my God. You must survive. Did, did you have the moment of, my cabbage is. Yes, that's right. <laughs> like, oh, what? And, oh my God. God. I don't think they like me. Can't imagine why. <laughs> there were so many 
good little witty lines in this movie. And, and, they and really let Mark Hamill act yeah. too. Yeah. Like it, it's funny too mm. because he really doesn't doesn't like what happens with Luke in this movie. Well, no, he but really he wanted... loves Edge Lord characters. That's true. He's very dark. He's into dark shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is why he loves Dark Empire. Oh, because yeah? Luke goes to dark side in that EU book. Oh, okay. That's what he thought Luke should do. Uh, but in this one... I, I like I, what they do. I like what yeah. they're doing. And True. also, like, the thing is, Luke isn't necessarily out of the story entirely. Because now he so is one with the Force. Yes. I was just noticed that using and a pen, he used lightning if you're a Force spirit. One of the things <laughs> I liked about his death is that, true to his life, being altruistic and throwing down weapons, he did not die of violence. Nope. nope. He nope. died of seemingly contentment. Well, I think he... There's a bit early on in the um, uh, movie, in the first conversation they have, where um, Kylo says to Rey, you're not doing this, the effort would destroy you. Uh, and the I think that's foreshadowing, too. Oh, Luke that's... had to use pretty much all of himself to power, sending yes. an illusion across the entire galaxy. One that, that he can physically feel. Especially well, no, to a planet oh, oh, he right. Leia ever could. been to. Because yeah. the, the whole fight they, with Kylo, he, leaves he dodges a everything. Artifact. Yes, so he, but he kisses Leia. Right, no, 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 yeah, no yeah. you're right. I was, I was noticing uh, so, on my second and third And he viewings. fooled all of them into thinking he was really there. Yeah. yeah. Unless... Leia can't feel him, and she just keeps going because she's Leia, and she's like, oh, Luke's well, pulling a fast one. she's probably more likely to feel him because she is also Force-sensitive and they're twins. Yeah. yeah. So, so it, they got, like, the double whammy yeah. going on. I'm um, so glad if they anything, got that scene together. She might, have, so she, might have, she might have been like, is this is this all in my head? Are you people seeing this, too? Right. Are you seeing him, too? Okay, great. Great, cool. great. <laughs> <laughs> this wouldn't be the first time he pulled this shit. Uh, I am so glad that Ryan Johnson um, picked up on... Mar so Mark Hamill, apparently, uh, when he first went into the Falcon, he broke down because they oh. got it down perfect. Oh, Every detail, including those dice, were from the original, but they were so small, we couldn't see them. Okay, I was wondering... I was, right, so I was like, they were I left up there as an in-joke for the crew and the cast. And so uh. he as Mark Hamill is exploring and he picks up these dice and starts crying and Ryan asks if they could recreate that scene in uh, yeah. in costume and they end up using the the dice as a as a callback to him and Leia's past yeah. um, together and god that was such well, a great detail I think it was so beautiful that Luke had that moment to go back on the Falcon and like kind mm. of remember all the adventures and and kind of the responsibility that he had. I mean, R2 certainly made him feel like, well, watch the language. <laughs> I love that R2 curses. It's how we always imagined it. Oh, we yeah. knew he cursed. We, we, we knew. knew. We yeah. knew. <laughs> I mean, like, come on. Yeah. Um, like, we all think that Chopper is, oh, is evil. Chopper is like... more than evil, but he is absolutely cursing no, Chopper, every time. Chopper is not evil. Chopper is disinterested. Chopper is He's chaotic interested yeah. in the destruction of living beings. <laughs> or any robot who would want to take his job. Yeah, exactly. But, <laughs> um, um, so Chopper is from Rebels. I am definitely okay. going to show it to you once it's done. Yeah, okay. um, It's just it's in the middle too. of uh, okay. its storyline. Yeah. Um, one of the changes they made in new canon, which I really loved, is by the story group dictated this. When you write droids, you have to write what they're saying and then translate it. The phrase, I have a bad feeling about this, is not said in this film. 
in basic. It's said by BB-8 in the beginning of the first fight scene. Really? Yes. That's amazing. That's why and he goes, happy beeps, man. Happy yeah, beeps. exactly. Happy beeps. That's happy so beeps. cool. And, and I have to say, seeing Poe Dameron, Dameron, that, that was such an incredible... It reminded me of the X-Wing books. He pulled off a bootlegger's turn by cutting his engines. That's because Poe Dameron is the greatest pilot in the goddamn galaxy when you put him in the cockpit of an X-Wing. I have been practicing that exact move in X-Wing Alliance over the past few weeks, and it's weirdly effective, and seeing him do it, I almost pissed myself. But you know what? You know who else is a fucking amazing pilot and finally got their due in this movie? Uh, Goddamn Chewbacca. Chewbacca. Yeah, Chewbacca yes! is incredible. Like, yes! now that, he is now that, just as good as Han. Now that Han is dead, and we don't know Chewbacca where Han is, no Chewbacca, Chewbacca is the best person to pilot the Falcon in the entire galaxy. I love Trinity the poor. He's just like, get out. Yeah, get out. <laughs> I want to get beat rid of you. And the poor's like, nope, you're friends. You almost ate my brother. So I have a life debt to annoy you. Well, I mean... We don't know what happened to all the other porgs that were on the Falcon. Like, there was a baby in a nest in that one shot, so, like, yeah, maybe well, there's a porg infestation forever. Yeah. Are they, oh are they like, tripping? Oh, my God, just like campaign. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, other incredible... Oh, Ryan Johnson did an incredible job. Yes. And I think one of the things he really did in this movie is be like, you're going to come in with ideas, much like these characters. You're going to have to break them. You're going to have to drop them. Yeah. And I think he did that incredibly. This is it's, one of the greatest Star Wars films ever made. It's going to be really interesting as we're close to wrapping up this podcast here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I read an article today that I really agreed with. It described um, uh, oh, The Force this. Awakens as a like warm, comforting Star Wars Yeah, yeah. Like, really yeah, like you're back. Welcome back. Star Wars still loves you. And this one is like, a, okay, Star Wars still loves you, but we need to talk about some shit. Uh, <laughs> yes. But now, J.J. is finishing the trilogy, which makes me wonder I really how we're going to wrap that it up. I don't, I like J.J. a lot of the It's director. not that I dislike it. It's nothing to do with him. But Star Wars works best with diverse voices. Yeah. And we need another, you know, I mean, I know it's not your favorite film, but as a director, I think, uh, what, like he, uh, the guy who did Thor Ragnarok? If he could bring I this mean, comedy, we really need the... I don't want the, the last Star movie of this trilogy to be joke, 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 joke. It can't be, you know, Jabba's Palace the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Which is what Just, just a little was. bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah. Um, uh, I, don't know, I don't know who my dream cast would be. I have a lot of faith in Abrams. I really liked Force Awakens. I, just, I do, I really too. hope that he's working with Ryan. Because they worked together uh, to, to make the transition from the first movie to the second yeah. movie. I really hope that he's working with Ryan on the his third movie to pick up on all of these themes that Ryan laid down. Because he did order, a massive Yeah, in job. order to make the end of the trilogy something really interesting. Especially because, other than Luke appearing as a Force ghost, uh, for the first time, they won't have any of the original three. That's right, and it's and they, obvious yeah. they didn't account for that, and well, it's no, obvious it's that they friends. were working up to Leia. The third movie was supposed to be Leia's movie. Yeah, Which it is was. so tragic. Yeah, yeah. And she deserved and the pro- the more spotlight. Can you imagine those writers looking through? Because they're going to use the footage that's filmed. There's a lot of footage that's filmed from both films. They promised the family they would never resurrect her digitally. But they did say they would reuse some scenes that were cut from episode 8 to hopefully put her in episode 9 somehow. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of fans on the internet who were like, well, why didn't they just let her die in space then? Like, blow out the cockpit. They already did! Okay, one, because fuck that. (laughs) And two, because Leia goddamn Organa 
has force powers. They're, they're, she had it in the EU, and she has it she now. She has it in the fucking original trilogy. She yeah. senses Luke on uh, uh, Bespin. She that's always true. had force powers. That's, that's not true. a well, new thing. Well, and also, like, they had always said, there is another. That's yeah. true. Yes. You know, so just, it's like, come I don't on. feel she got enough spotlight, and I'm really glad that they gave her that scene. Well, it's because they, Ryan uh, loved Carrie. Good. Just, yeah. just she deserved it. it. Uh, and I, you could tell that in the difference in the costumes of this movie. Because yes. the first movie, they, they dressed Leia... Um, Nicely. As, not, but as practically as a practical general. Yeah. And this movie that was like, no, she's a fucking queen. And she yeah. dress <laughs> like it. Oh my god, I just love the scene where she's in her hospital gown. Oh, yeah. And she just has this look on her face like, I can't take a fucking nap. My favorite, yeah. <laughs> favorite part about that whole scene is after Poe gets blasted, the look on Billy Lord's face of just... Sorry, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> they turned Billy Lord's character, which I wish I knew because they really filled her out, yeah. um, and I want to know that character's name. They they did so much more with her. Yeah. yeah. But they took out Snaps. Yeah. I don't know where he is. He didn't die. He didn't I appear. Know. I want him back. Bring I don't back know what happened to him. Wait, which one was Snaps? Snaps is, the, is Greg Grunberg from Heroes. Yeah. Okay, that's you know, what I thought. Yeah. As a child... The fat X-Wing pilot is competent, as opposed to the only other fat X-Wing pilot who dies. Yeah. Or the fat X-Wing pilot of this movie, who dies. That's <laughs> like, true. Snaps is a good pilot. I want to I want to dress up as him. Honestly, I was... Uh, Just watch, not Kid Snap. Watching Kid Snap's this movie, a fucking monster. And like, no, he's not. Mr. Bones is a goddamn, goddamn darling. And don't you disparage the... Nark... Okay, spoilers on that book. He betrays them all for shitty reasons. Several times because he's an idiot kid. Idiot kids get allowances for being idiot kids Um, in fiction. He should have done what his mom said. Um, But uh, you know how Anthony Daniels did like (laughs) droid school for the waiters that you see for like 2.5 seconds? I was like, I wonder if there was like an X-Wing death school. Like, learning yeah. how to die in the cockpit. Like, I was watching, so you, usually I see, like, you know, fire effects and stuff, and I assume it's all, like, CG or added in post. Uh, I was watching a behind-the-scenes video, and when um, that awesome A-Wing pilot from the first scene died in the hangar, the way they shot it was they had the camera on her, and they shot flame over her cockpit. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> wow. God, that death well, was so sad. Well, that's the thing they have. That's one of the things I really appreciated about the way they filmed this, is they recognized there is... There is an advantage to a physical set. Yeah. There is an advantage you, to physical you, effects. You can't make... Yeah. Yoda was a puppet this yeah. time. He yes. obviously wasn't digital. He looked way better. He yeah. looked more like a real thing. He looked like Yoda. Yeah, yeah. he reminded yeah. us of the OT Yoda. Oh, yeah. God. All right, well... That was so good. Sadly, it's been an hour. I know we could talk about this movie yeah. for three and a half hours. Yeah. We, oh, Ace of Beats, we will, uh, by the way. great on just, this movie. Just so you, we loved it. Just, just so you guys know... Uh, You've listened to this podcast before, so you know how this works. Uh, we're we're going to talk about this movie again. It's going to come up. Although we're going to be talking something about something we else. We're going to be talking about like net neutrality, and then we'll start talking hey, about the Last Jedi because that's looking how we at work. your club, cup Overwatch. Overwatch has gone through changes recently, and we should really talk about that. Yeah, and how it relates changes. to the Last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Balance. Hello, and welcome, welcome to the Geeks Podcast. Yes. If they want to meet us, how can they? If they want to meet us, no, they can't yeah. meet us. If they want to email us, how can they do that? A-C-E-O-F-G-E-E-K-S-B-O-C... Nope. D- Damn it! I did it right! <laughs> D-C-A-S-T-A... 
A-S-T? Podcast. Ace Meets Podcast at Gmail. Oh, there is an I-N-G? Yeah. Oh, that's not going to work out at all. A-C-E-O-F-E-D-E-K. Anyway. Go to acepeaks.net for uh, a lot of cool stuff, including our daily, our weekly comics review called The Pull List, um, and articles, articles every, now and, every now and then. Like that bullying <laughs> article I just wrote. And but, yeah. I am writing again. Um, Good, I should do that too. Um, and uh, Although not for, for that site, because I can't No, you can't do that. But you can still write, and we can look at your writing and be yeah. like, you did a good job. Yeah. He did a great job. <laughs> and our theme song is by Kessel Run. You can find them at kesselrun.ninja. That's on my website. And they have it. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.